Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell and this, this is Kurt Souther of Furtherstone Ministries. Hey, you usually say that. I know, my that. mom got on me and she said, quit calling him a that, he's a him. <laughs> say this. Like I said, okay, mom. I'm like, Actually, yes, I, uh, one, of our, uh, one of our guys said, I think that's just so funny that Chad goes, and that is Kurt See, Souther. Well, if it gets a laugh, I'll go back to that. So, so there we go. That's <laughs> Kurt Souther over there. And tell, your, tell your mom it's okay. Okay. And uh, we Carolyn, are, it's okay. <laughs> we are uh, we are a little show called Solid Steps Radio, and we we are on air because for really two things, we want to be uh, a voice that speaks to men uh, about issues that are really important, not just sports, weather, and politics. Uh, we want to talk about the things of God. Jesus said, "Be rich in the things of God," and we want to talk about those things. And when the other reason we exist, we want to tell the story that God is writing in men's lives. A lot of ladies listen, and that's great, but we really want to talk to guys because they need to hear another guy's story because they could find themselves in the story. And I'm not sure when you're going to hear this. These shows air at different times, and it may be in podcast form. It could be the dead of summer when you hear this. But when we're taping this and when it's going to air is going to be the weekend before Christmas. And you're going to hear a lot of stories as we unpack the scriptures and go back to the birth of Jesus. But Sometimes the perspective is lost about a pregnant teenager who is really, really nervous. And that's what happened at Christmas. There was a pregnant teenager who had a lot of explaining to do about how she got pregnant and what that would mean in the society and all that around and everything that goes along with that. Well, today we're going to hear a story that has some similarities about a pregnant teenager who's scared and not really knowing what to do. So, uh, Bowen, it uh, when when we bumped into each other, we, I have known you for I, I think nearly twenty years. Yeah, at least. And uh, we have ministered together. Yeah. I've been on staff together, and uh, but I had no idea about your story. And uh, Chad, I'm not for sure you even know this, not but all of it, no. but we as we connected, he said, "Hey, I was uh, Bowen was listening to our show." about a guy that we interviewed, Brian Gould, and his story. And he goes, wow, I am now connecting with Brian because of your radio show. And uh, there's, it was powerful. There was some overlap. There was some overlap. Mm -hmm. And I go, really? I said, Bowen, and we're standing there in the parking lot. And he begins to share his story. And I go, Bowen, you've got, if you're okay with this, share your story. So in one sense, you're not even could not even be here really because your mom was a teenager pregnant with you yep. and talk just talk to us about what happened yeah so i was i was born when my mom was 15 years old so um as you can imagine she was a child she was she was <laughs> a kid yeah. you know i've got a 15 year old son and i just i can't imagine him being in that situation and so, you know, when she found out, she was she was scared and didn't know what to do. We're from a really small town um, in western Kentucky. A lot of loving, a lot of great people in that town. Um, but, you know, they were churchgoers. And so, you know, she was afraid um, to tell her parents. And so she wrote them a letter letting them know the situation um, that she had found out she was pregnant. Um mm. And she said, you know, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Um, basically that, saying, you know, she would she would keep the baby or or abort the baby um, if that's what they wanted 
Yeah. And so she, I mean, she was going to submit to her parents' authority, yeah, authority and their will, right? Um, and then what happened? So um, they ended up um, going down to Tennessee. Now um, you say they, my my mom, and you know, and you know, of course, I'm going to tell the story as best as I know the story because I was, you know, in my mother's <laughs> womb at the time, but. Um, so my mom and I believe maybe a, a, a couple of her sisters and and her grand, uh, my grandmother, um, my mom's mom went down. Went down to Tennessee. Went down to Tennessee to, to go to go to have uh, have the abortion. Um, they got down there. Um, they she was you know they they told her that she was a little bit too far along for the procedure that they had planned for that day, um, and then they had to, they needed to reschedule. Um, they, they told her that, you know, we're, it looks like the weekend of mother's day would work. And so at at that moment, everything changed. Um, they felt like that was a sign from God to say, we're keeping this baby. Mm. Um, so instead of, um, having an abortion that day, they went and bought my mom a, uh, a maternity outfit and celebrated that they were and embraced that they were going to have a baby. Um, and, and things changed from, and here you from, are from here. I am. Yeah. 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 I mean, here you are. A few are. months later, here I am. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. You know, when I, when I, when you told me that story, I, I mean, there's so many things that were, I mean, just kind of flooding my mind about, uh, and even this morning when we were talking, your mom, you know, to to even drive down to Tennessee and to even, I mean, to seriously think about ending this precious baby, which was you. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of dynamics of of going on in that in the hometown, in her family, in the church. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I mean, they were, they were, you know, church goers. I mean, they were there, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, um, and so they were heavily involved. They, you know, my my grandmother would sing on, you know, on Sundays, and um, my mom sang too, and um, so there's a lot of pressure. Um, Pressure to pressure to perform and to to look the part, um, and sometimes you know I think I think they let fear creep in because you know when when fear creeps in you you think how is this going to be you know I made a mistake how is this going to be perceived, um, and so then you create these scenarios where everybody doesn't have the grace that you think or that they should or that you think they might and you know it. It turned out okay because everybody did have the grace. I'm sure there were some that that were judgmental, but but they were really afraid. They of, were afraid uh, of. Uh, yeah. You know, I I I was as you were sharing that with me, I, I was thinking in my own heart how, how today we we can walk into our churches, even in, sometimes in our homes, and we can be judgmental, and there can be shame yeah. and guilt and. Um, but you know, God's grace was all over your your mom. Yep. And and you know here you are forty some years later, and uh, you know God God spared you, yeah. and uh, the grace of God was all over that. Yeah. 
Um, talk about the relationship uh, with your biological dad, your your father. Yeah. So, um, my biological dad, um, he was in and out of my life. Um, you know, he was, you know, fifth. He was probably sixteen when I was born. He's a little bit older than my mom, um, and. <laughs> You know, they ended up getting married when I was about three or four, I believe. Um, And they didn't they didn't last very long. Um, He didn't have a great um, role model in his dad. Uh, His dad was an alcoholic and um, I believe he sold drugs from sold prescription drugs from his his house. And um, so when that's modeled for you, you know, you're a lot of times you're, you're going to, unless God intervenes, you're going to follow that, those same, that same path. And he ended up, um, doing that. And, um, my dad, um, was convicted for selling drugs. It's amazing how, um, how much influence our fathers have, uh, you know, your biological father, and uh, for good, yep, or for not, or for bad, yeah, and um, and so I mean, your dad was a kid too, yeah. I mean, when when he connected with your mom, barely able to drive. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, they're they're teenagers, yeah, they're kids, and all of a sudden they're thrust into parenthood, and they weren't um, they weren't really at all prepared for it, right? But um, y- um, you mentioned. Uh, Bowen, the power of your grandma and um, the, I, I, as I think I heard your, when you told me in the parking lot, your, your grandma said, no, we're going to, after the abortion for, uh, possibility, right. she really stepped in. So on the other side of that, this break, we're going to hear Bowen's answer and how his grandma intervention and saying, hey, we're going to go in a different direction how God's hand was in that uh, in the long haul. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and hear more of Bowen's story. And if you have been piqued on that this story and thought, man, this is an incredible story, there's probably something you need to hear. So come back and join us here on the next couple segments on Solid Steps. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Souter Ministries. And we're here talking to our friend Bowen Tishner. I'm saying your last name right. Yeah. Okay. He says, yeah, close enough. Um, and we're talking about and really an amazing story about how he was, uh, his mom at 15 was pregnant and going to have an abortion, did not have the abortion. And Bowen's sitting here today, and we're talking more about that. But we want to thank our sponsors of our show, Ellen Credit Union. They're a local lender, and they have been involved in this community for decades, helping people with all their finances from commercial to personal uh, we want to thank them for sponsoring our show vision first eye care rod rollo and his crew do a fantastic job of helping people with their eyes if you need some vision help whether it's contact glasses or just the health of your eyes vision first can take care of it and also bright star home care chris and his crew will help you in your decision making if you have a loved one that needs help whether it's one day a week or 24 7 care bright star home care can walk through that process with you so i mean bowen when you yep. told me your story and i'm thinking Oh my goodness! If your mom would have aborted you, I look at you and Lindsay, and your you know how God has used you. You you guys have served the Lord full time. You've been on the mission field, yep. and all of that would have never happened um, had not 
God orchestrated the doors to be closed, the abortion didn't happen. But you mentioned uh, a little bit in the first segment, and then uh, when we were actually talking about this out in the parking lot, which started this whole uh, radio show um, on this on, on your life yeah. and this topic, your grandma had a, a, a key role in all this. Talk a little bit more about your grandma. Yeah, so she's she's uh, an amazing woman, mm. and she modeled for me growing up what love really was all about. And never once did I ever feel that I was unwanted or unloved um, from her at all. Um, and so I, she always she would she would stop and pick up people on the road as they're as they're hitchhiking or you know she was always doing things that made made me a little uncomfortable but she was always showing the love of God um every every day she walked the walk and talked the talk so it's it's interesting to see how how fear can creep in um and cause someone of of such great faith to 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 even consider consider something like that um, but you know, it, I'm here, so I'm, you know, but, but again, it, it shows the power of fear and the power of guilt and the power yep. of shame yep. and the, and w- what can happen to a faith, faithful woman right. who loves the Lord yep. and can still go down the road of we, we need to eliminate this child because it's going to look bad. But then when, when and the, I don't I can't say that that's their, that was their only, you know, because it was going to look bad. I can't say that yeah. that was their only motivator. Sure. So because, you know, they they're not here to speak for themselves. But, yeah. But yeah. but 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 what happened when they when the abortion didn't happen. Right. Uh, she stepped in and said, no, we we yep. are going to have this baby. Yeah. And you mentioned in the break. Yeah. The, the, the tight bond that you have with your grandma. Yeah. And your grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, we so we live with them off and on several times um, throughout my early upbringing, and they're like a second set of parents to me. Um, my my I call her nanny. Um, my nanny's like like another mom mm. to me, and then you know I I love her with all my heart, and um, she she would do anything for you, give you know give you anything you you needed, um, and my granddad too. Um, he, you know, he was, he was the dad that I needed in those moments, um, you know, in, in those early years. Now it took him a little longer. Yeah. Talk about that. So, you know, when my mom wrote that letter, um, to them, I, I, I don't know that he actually, they spoke until I was born. Um, and so there was, there was kind of a riff that was created there, as you can imagine, you know, finding out that your 15 year old daughter is pregnant. Um, and, but when I was born, his heart changed. Um, and he talks about the day that I came home from the hospital and he always would, would say, you know, it was snowing that day and he'll never forget that day. And, um, he really uh, fell in love with me, you know, when, you know, when I, once I was born and so his heart, God changed his heart. So a a grandchild will change everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and healing really, I I, I sense really yeah. took, place took place at that point in yeah. your in your family. The yep. relationship between your dad, uh, your grandpa, yep. and your mom. Yeah, 
um, you know, Bowen, he became a father figure to you and you felt loved and cherished and valued. And as a little boy running yep. around, you, you had this grandpa that dearly and deeply loved you. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned um, in the last segment a little bit, and uh, you really, as we talked earlier, mm-hmm. you, you there was a, a deep longing that your grandpa couldn't fill. Yeah, and all my life, um, regardless of where my biological dad is, I, I long for that connection with him. Um, and, and growing up, I... I, I wish that he would engage with with me and and reach out more often than he did. You know, every every four or five years is not enough. <laughs> and so, um, and I know that he was dealing. You know, I've I've forgiven him for for not doing that, but I know that he was. So I can empathize with with where he was coming from. You know, as you know, he didn't have a great relationship with his dad. And so, um, but I still really wanted that relationship with him. Then, And I just, to this day, st- still don't, don't have that. Okay, so Bowen, on the way here today, you and I talked and you shared that with me on the phone. Yeah. We were just kind of talking yeah. about this whole thing. And I'm immediately um, quickened in my own heart for my kids yeah and um would you just speak into the dads that are listening right now the power that they have um with their children yeah well i I just i think dads should cherish those moments with with my kids i mean my oldest is now 19 and he just he's he moved away to to college uh, this last semester and and so that really makes you evaluate you know did I do enough did I engage enough um, and I think every moment that we have with our kids is is special the the nights the nightly prayers or um, the the times that we can jump on the trampoline, uh, and you know that those types of things are really special, and those those will be memories that they cherish forever. Um, do I do that enough? No. Do I? Should I? Yes. Um, should I put my phone down and and be intentional about those moments? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, dads, as you're listening, sometimes we underestimate the power of presence. Yeah. And um, just being with your family is so instrumental when we give uh, the, the beauty and the power of our time and energy and our, our focus to our family. Um, yeah. it, 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 it's the enemy of our souls wants the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And uh, but God created. I mean, what what I yeah. heard you saying, Bowen. God created us to want connection with our dads. We all have a longing yes. to to connect to our dads, and to connect to a father. You know, and in God, and 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 that's why we fill it with all this other stuff. A lot of times, with whether it's money or sex or you know, with other idols that are not God and not our Father. And uh, because we all have that desire to have that relationship. 
And when that's not filled, we fill it with other th- with other things. Yeah, when you think about the Ten Commandments and, and God says, you know, have no other gods before you, no, no idols, and, and you, you kind of read that, and, and it's because God is saying nothing will fulfill you like like me. Like me. Nothing. It will be empty. It will be vain. You, you will attempt to pursue, but it will not happen. And um, that's the beauty of, of God the Father with us. And then that's, you know, echoed on down with our earthly fathers. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about there was another man yeah. that stepped into your life in the absence of your biological dad. And we're going to unpack that next segment. So we're going to come back in a couple more segments, unpack more of the story that God has written in Bowen's life. And he's the same author who's writing his story is writing a story in your life. And, and uh, come back and hear more about what God did to, to write these men into his life and, uh, and, and the work he's doing. So we'll be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter, with Bowen Kishner. And we are talking about uh, a really a wonderful story that God has written in Bowen's life. Uh, his mother was pregnant with him at 15, went to have an abortion. They said, no, we can't have that today. And little did they know that that was God's plan to stop that and that he is here. And boy, we're all thankful for it, for knowing him. And I know his family is as well. Um, we want to thank our sponsors before we hear more of his story. Dan Hart Financial, if you have a, uh, financial questions in regards to retirement, what that looks like biblically and from a wisdom standpoint, Dan Hart can do that with you. Uh, we also want to thank, um, um, who else do we want to thank? Oh, Frank Enterprises. They take care of you. If you've got water drainage issues outside, septic issues, Frank Enterprises can take care of that. And they do, hey, by the way, they do great landscaping too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They, I just can't uh, read my own handwriting. They, uh, they have done stuff at our house and they rock. And then Southern Smoke Catering, southernsmokecatering.com. That is, our, that is a, a sponsor of our show. They're the best tasting sponsor of our show by <laughs> far. Um, they are a catering only barbecue joint, and uh, Chris Hadley and his crew will take care of you. And also, we wanted to. You didn't. You didn't say my favorite part. Oh, they you got to put some. Put you got to put some south, south in your mouth. I'll let you take care of that. Cause you do it much better than me. <laughs> and uh, we also wanted to highlight FCA Louisville is having a diamond dance. It's a dad and daughter dance uh, to take your daughter. If you have a middle school or elementary school young lady in your home, dads, and you say, "I really want to do something special," Saturday, February the eighth. At Louisville Slugger Field, there's two different versions of this, one at 3.30, then one at 7. It's just a way to take your daughter to a dance, and that would be really cool, especially if they're elementary age and middle school age. So more information on that, you can go to fcalou.org. That's F-C-A-L-O-U.org. And also, that's a great opportunity. I've done uh, stuff with my girls when they were little, and it's really a cool time. Um if you are hearing this at the time of Christmas, that's a great Christmas gift. Mm, good idea. So, Bowen, you yep. uh, you know you have this longing in your heart, you know, and you're so you're not really connected deeply with your biological dad, but another man yep. begins to step into your life. Yep. Talk to us about that. So when I was about five years old, um, my mom fell in love with. Um, uh, another man uh, named Bernie Titchener, um, and they they were married. I, I was probably six or so when they got married, and um, he began to um, really take ownership of what it 
would be to be a father for me. Mm. Um, and, and he, he really, he really did that. And I call him dad. Um, you now, know, to this day, do you remember when they first, when they were starting to date? I do. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking my mom's time away from me. So, um, but yeah, it, and he was always, you know, real kind. Even, you know, even while me. they were dating, he was beginning to love and accept you. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And, um, he really did a good job of, of, um, showing me what it meant to be a man and take ownership of, of, um, you know, providing for the family. He's the hardest worker I know. Mm. Um, I mean, to this day, he, he, he will outwork anybody. I mean, physically and, and, uh, just, he'll, he'll just get after it every day. And so I, I really respect him for, for that, but not just that. And he would engage and take me fishing and, and take me hunting and, um, just purposefully made special moments for, for us to be a father and a son. And did you sense in your heart, in your, you know, your inner man, did you sense that healing was taking place from the longing from your biological dad? Can you describe that? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, that that's almost two separate things. Okay. Uh, for me, um, he was my, my dad, my Bernie, uh, my, my stepdad, um, was, was healing, starting to heal that, that brokenness, I think, um, by, by stepping in as a dad, but I always still had that, you know, yeah, wanting that other relationship to be made right. Do you, do but, you remember when you first started calling him dad? Um, yeah, I, I do. Um, I, and it was because it felt awkward at first because, because I had to purposefully because you were do calling, that. What, what were you calling him? Bernie or Mr. Bernie or you know, what, you know, while, while the, your mom and dad were dating. Yeah. And then it kind of shifts over to, then you started calling him dad. Yeah. And to this day you call him dad. You call him he's dad. He's my dad. Yeah. Cause he's, he's done all the dadly things you know and not only did, did he do all the dadly things but he he adopted you yeah talk about that just a little bit so um yeah he he actually they asked they asked if if it would be okay for because i up to that point i had my mom's maiden name mm-hmm. um and they asked if it would be okay to to adopt me and to take his last name um, and so I, I kind of actually thought about it and, you know, said, yeah, that would be, that would be good. So it was, it was an, uh, probably an a aw- little awkward moment, but, um, I'm, I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that how, how I old, think that really connected us even more. How old were you when that's happening? Um, I, I, I believe it was probably seven years old. You have to make a decision. You're yeah. seven years old. Yeah, it's a big decision. It is a big decision. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of emotion going on, swirling around your mind. Um, If I I take this guy's last name and and I'm going to be adopted, there's still something longing in your heart for your biological dad. Yeah. But you're... I never had his last name. But, so if... I'm not sure 
you know, if, if I'd had his last name, how that would have affected things. But I don't think it would have because he, my, 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 my dad you know, was doing the right things. Yes. So I'm curious, at seven years old, did you feel like you were turning your back on your biological dad if you made that decision that you were, at seven years old, is that possible you could have been thinking that? Do you remember um, that? I think maybe subconsciously it could have been because it was a decision I had to make. Um, but I don't think it was a hard decision because my, my stepdad had, had really stepped in and become, become a father figure for me. I mean, whereas my other biological dad hadn't, hadn't done that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he stepped in with full force of, of love, of, acceptance of pursuing yeah, you as, as best as he could for you know for a kid that's not his not biological his, right. you know when you were sharing that story I, I i'm just blown away by the power of what happens when a man steps in you know the bible says that god is all about light and beauty and the enemy is all about darkness and chaos I mean, that's the world we live in. But when, when Jesus steps into the picture, it's light. It's life. And, and he's saying for us men, step in. Yeah. Step in and, 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 and a, in a sense, create light. Cre- where there's darkness and chaos, create light and beauty. And that's what your adopted dad did. Um. Yeah. He it wasn't perfect. No, nobody's perfect. But but he did the, midst, the best he could. Yeah, could in, I mean, in, in the middle of a really tough circumstance. Um, yeah, and so then they had more kids. So yeah, they had they had a couple more kids. Um, pretty much right after they got married, the my my mom was pregnant with. Um, I, my, I have a sister, and her name is Heidi. And then a couple of years later, they had my, my brother Isaiah. Mm. So, and uh, and now you got half siblings. Yeah, they, two two half siblings on that side, and then my biological dad, he had three other um, kids. You know, two two boys and a girl. It's, uh, I mean, I, all all of this, and it started with a mom who was thinking about having an abortion, and how God showered His grace all over you, and now you've got a family. And you're married to Lindsay. You guys have been yep. married how long? Almost 22 years. 22 years. Yep. Got four kids. Four kiddos. Yeah. Um, the the beauty of God's grace. In the, I mean, where where would we be apart from His grace and apart from His beauty? We're going to take a break, come back for one fourth and final segment to hear a little bit more about uh, the story that God has been writing. And uh, we'll take a break, come back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors, uh, the Southeast Outlook. They talk about the stories that God is writing in both the Louisville area and around the world. So we want to thank them for sponsoring our show. We also want to thank Eric Veal and Iroquois Family Dental. They've got two offices, one out in the southwest end of town in Louisville and then also in the east end. 
they are family friendly, kid friendly, uh, dentist office. Veritech generators, if you need to have a generator at your home or your business or you need to have a service of your generator, they can take care of you. And uh, also we want to take uh, this last final week to remind you that uh, Jennifer Heck has a, she's a friend of ours, written a book called The One Night Before a Heavenly Conversation One Night Before Christmas, and it is a fantastic book, and she talks about, uh, tells a story about the conversation between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit uh, the night before Christmas, hmm. and uh, we'll give you that website here shortly so you can go maybe buy one copy for Christmas. So, okay, so Bowen, you know, as, as a dad, you, so you've been a dad for the last 19 plus years, yep. um, but you talked in the break, uh, uh, you know, just the dynamics of you know, not having a close relationship with your biological dad and how your stepdad then who became your adopted father, uh, you know, made all the difference in the world. Um, but how you were, you grew up and, and, and even to this day, how all that, um, uh, enters your brain, yeah. you know, and how do you process all that? Yeah. That's a good question <laughs> because I mean, I, I did have uh, father figures throughout, you know, uh, throughout my life. Um, and, but I, I feel super inadequate. I mean, to, as a, as a father, I mean, I, I do the best I can and, but you really do have to be intentional. You have to father on purpose. And, and when you don't, when you just sit back and watch, watch a game or, you know, you know, just, disengaged it's it's so easy these days with your phone with our phones and um with all the things we're inundated with um to miss the mark on on really being there with our kids and and i i fail every day but um i the next every day is a new day so we have an opportunity to 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 do better and to 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 make moments and to um, engage with our kids and, and father, um, as, as God would want us to. Yeah. I, I as you're describing that, I, I'm, I think about, um, at the end of the day, it's a great opportunity to reflect back. Our, our, the ancient fathers used to call it consolation and desolation. You, you look back, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's called examine. You yeah. look back and you examine the day and where did I step in and, and sense the presence of God and the movement of God? And where did I partner with him? And then wh where didn't I? Right. You know, where did I miss it? And we're all going to miss it. Yeah. You know, it's not about condemnation and, right. and batting a thousand and we're never going to, you know, we're, we're going to hit it perfectly all yeah. the time. But it's it's reflecting and going, you know, as a dad, okay, how do I, I, I didn't do so well yesterday. What can I do today by God's grace and power to speak life and light into my children, my grandchildren, to those around me? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think and, and some of that stems from, you know, feeling like I need to have it all together stems from that brokenness with my, my biological dad. And, and, and I always felt like I had to perform or had to be, um, be perfect so that he would come back into my life, so that he would love me, so that I would be accepted by him. But um, so through the years, I've, 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 you know, grown and know that I don't have to be perfect anymore. You know, you, I mean, you, you had this performance mentality, right? So that he, I would be, I would be loved. 
I would, if I did enough, I would be loved. But you know, that's a subconscious thing, but that's not how God works. No, that's not how I work as a father. You know, I, I love my kids regardless of what, of, of what they do and, and who, you know, I, I'll love them no matter what. Yeah. We, 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 we fail. Yep. We miss it. Yep. But we love them. And the power of that love and grace, I mean, supersedes uh, it's, any it's, mistakes. It's amazing. And, you know, I'm for God so loved the world, N- not a perfect world, a broken, broken, broken world. Yeah. For God so loved the world so much that he would send his beloved son into the world to redeem and save the world that all who believe in him might receive eternal life and not there was there is no condemnation yeah. but life right and uh you know that's i mean that's our goal that's yep. our drive you know when i think about you chad and your six boys um you know we always <laughs> wow i think we, about that too you talk about desolation <laughs> would you say desolation and uh consolation and desolation i think know? about both of those yeah well you know i mean decimation <laughs> yeah, <my house>. yeah. <laughs> but you know as as men we, we, we get up in the morning, and that's, that's, that's the opportunity for us to, in one sense, fall on our knees and say, Lord, um, I need you. Yeah. I can't do this apart from you. I can't be a good dad. Right. I can't be a good father. And the beauty of when we do mess up, Chad, so many times you and I have talked, and where we, we go back to our kids when we've messed up messed up yeah when we missed the opportunity sometimes it's it's not it's not so much that we've done something against them it's that we just didn't step in yeah um but we i've heard you know numerous times yeah i had to go back to my kids and say daddy is sorry yeah will you please forgive me because there's there's so much power in that um any last words bowen um for he's our not, listeners, he's not dying. I no. Mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I, you know, um, <laughs> oh, that's final word. <laughs> hey, we, we talked about how, you, you know, you talked about there's that idea of, of always having to perform uh, that subconscious. But talk next minute or so about how when how did your dad you had a biological dad who who was absent and it almost led to, to death. Mm-hmm. You had a another man step in and really helped give you life and in, in from a relational standpoint talk about though for the next minute or so how that stepdad came in and really helped breathe life into you and you as you're doing a dad now being the dad now yeah um so i you know i i think without without that model i would who knows what yeah. I, what i would have become um, I would have hoped that just, you know, e- even without that being in the church, I would have seen Jesus enough, um, to, to, to have him as a model. Um, and so that's what we all need to rely on. Um, but I think having him there, um, gave me a good foundation of, of a work ethic and of, of an engagement, uh, of what I needed to do for my kids, um, so that they would, they would have some semblance of, 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 a, of a, what a good father should be. 
and I've, I've, I've hope I've, I've done that, and I, and I hope to do a better job every, every, each and every day. Well, and, and again, tying in with Christmas and this Christmas season, I mean, that's the power of the incarnation. Yeah. That is the, you know, God did not just say to us, I love you. He sent flesh and blood to be with us. And that's the power yeah. of us dads when right. we are be there to be there and be with them. Yeah. And uh, Bowen, uh, thanks so much for your story. It's, it's my pleasure. Uh, dude, yeah. it's powerful. And I'm so grateful for you sharing uh, your, your mom and your grandma and your family's story is truly powerful. Would you pray for us dads yeah. that we would be men who would step in the light yeah. and uh, be men of courage? Yep. Pray for us, please. Yeah. Father, we, uh, we come to you with thankful hearts, um, thankful how you um, intervene in our lives, how you love us, um, how you just lavish grace upon us. Um, thankful for, for all the dads listening. Um, they don't have to be perfect, and none of us are perfect. And um, we're, we're thankful that you are. Um, and you make things right and, um, you make us, you, 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 your mercies are new every day. And, um, I just pray that you would give us, um, opportunities to, to love our kids and to, um, to, to engage with them on purpose. And, and we're thankful for, for the time that we have, um, and the memories that we make with them. And, um, I'm just, I'm grateful for you, God, um, for, for saving me, um, and not just, um, here on earth, but for all eternity Mm -hmm. and thankful for your grace, um, that you, that you've shared with us. Um, for coming to this earth as a baby and and dying on a cross and um, coming to life on that third day um, so that we can all all have life with you um, as a father uh, for all eternity. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm, Amen. Thank you, Bowen. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Bowen had said, he felt like he had to perform to get his father's love. But the truth is, folks, he loved us before we ever did anything. <laughs> and uh, we just pray that you will hear that in this story and in your life. So we're going to take uh, not a break. We're going to end. And we're going to thank you for listening <laughs> to Solid Step 3. <laughs> <laughs>